the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, October the 11th, 2011, and it is episode number 99 of Purple Mafia. Great to have you on board once again as Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. Well, 99 episodes in, folks. 99. One more to go. And uh, the voice you heard at the intro is none other than Dylan Richardson. Of course, I am the host... Paladino Joey, as he mentioned, or Joey Awajan. But no, that voice you heard, Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, will be joining Purple Mafia today, once and for all, as we near episode number 100. It's a shame that it's been so long without him on this show. Um, this far in without him on the show, but at least we got him in before episode number 100. And he will also be joining on episode number 100 to review the Chicago Bears game, but in this show today, we will be previewing the Chicago Bears game. Minnesota Vikings head to Soldier Field to take on Jay Cutler, Matt Forte, Lance Briggs, Brian Erlacher, uh, Julius Peppers, all those good guys over in Chicago. Yeah, the real good guys, huh? No, and that horrible offensive line, which is also pretty bad here in Minnesota. We talk about our offensive lines. We talk about our safeties. Yeah, a couple of weaknesses there. Uh, the quarterback position, uh, you know, uh, you know. We also, uh, yeah, we have some fun with the whole suck for luck sweepstakes. Uh, somebody's going to get him. The question is, how great will Andrew Luck truly be in the National Football League? Blue chip busts. How many of them have there been in the NFL? Quite a few. We talk about that as well. It, it's some good times. Um, I'm going to get to some of your fan involvement real quick first, and then we'll quickly get to Dylan Richardson. So... We left off with Cedric Paulding on episode number 98. Cedric Paulding's coming up. We finally saw some Vikings football today. What a great win for this team and all Vikings fans. So, yeah, we commented on that already. So, Dan Taylor had a few interesting comments to talk about. Um, yeah, the Arizona game. We'll talk about that briefly here super quick. He says, here's a few stats just to show how good we could be if we were just a bit more consistent. AP is second in rushing yards and tied in first. Tied first in, touch, in rushing touchdowns, if I ever say it right. Jared Allen is number one in sacks. And Robinson is in the top 10. We are fourth in rushing defense. We are top five in kickoff return average. And one of only four teams to take to take one for a TD. Mm-hmm. If we could just get some sort of passing game going, we could really do some damage. Very, very good comment there, Dan Taylor. Uh, yeah, it does show how strong this Minnesota Viking football team really is. It's a strong football team. Um, there's no reason... And I know, as pessimistic as I sound with Dylan when I talk with him, <laughs> there's no reason this team should be 1-4. It's like you talk about the losses, the comebacks by the other teams. Yeah, I talk about that with Dylan as well. It's just like, come on, man. Come on. What is the deal? Why is this not? Um, why can't this team finish football games? That's why I'm so pessimistic. That's why I pick losses, because when a team cannot finish football games, why in the holy hell should I pick them to win? See? I mean, that's the deal. I'm sure Dan Taylor agrees, and a lot of you out there do as well. Um, yeah, it'd be terrific to hear more and more posts. You guys are great. Anthony Batista, the Colin King. <laughs> we talk about him a teeny bit, too. Um, he says, I think because McNabb only has like two picks and hasn't really single-handedly lost a game, he will be safe. He probably threw like over ten passes to players' feet. <laughs> but... Also, I've seen some receivers drop balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, that's for sure. Bernard Berrien especially. Aroma Shadu dropped a wide-open pass on third and long. And Shank could pass all he could. 
All could have extended drives. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I, I talked about the drop by Aroma Shadu on episode 98. It was like, dog, on it, you know. But I do think he's a diamond in the rough, but maybe like a James Jones of Green Bay type. A guy who can be explosive and do some huge damage, but will drop a little bit. But he won't be completely worthless and horrible like Bernard Perrier. He actually will be uh, occasionally a, a very valuable piece. I really like Devin Aroma Shadu. Batista, Anthony Batista, Anthony from L.A., continues saying, Also, it's time to stop the rotation at safety with Tyrell, Don- with Tyrell Johnson. Sanford caught, that's right, caught two interceptions and almost a third. Can't say that about Johnson because Tyrell cannot get an interception. Medeo Williams, that was last year, <laughs> couldn't get anything for his life. I was like, thank God when they cut him. Tyrell Johnson is probably next to go at some point, but they have not made a move to acquire an additional safety. Uh, people talk about Antoine Winfield at safety, but then it's like in the long run, it will never happen. Uh, that's pretty much been dismissed by all Viking officials and Antoine Winfield himself. Uh, the Paul Allen Show talked about that earlier. Paul Allen on KFAN talked about that on a Monday. There is uh, no chance Antoine Winfield will play safety. He's a bit old right now to be moving positions anyway. If it happens, I'd be shocked. Okay, so we'll leave that as is. Anthony Batista, of course, did not mention Anton Winfield at the safety position. I just did. Uh, we talked about that before. It actually sounded like a good idea at one point in time, but apparently it has summarily been dismissed. All involved in the Purple Covenant in Minnesota and Winter Park and all that good stuff. Dylan Richardson. Actually, this was me that posted up the Purple... No, I don't know. That must have been Dylan Richardson, actually. Yeah, that posted up the uh, link to Purple Mafia, episode number 98. I appreciate him doing that very much. So, basically, you can uh, listen to the 98. If you haven't yet, you can listen to it on Facebook.com as well as thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Appreciate that also very much. And, yes, <laughs> the link Dylan Richardson put up to the live feed to the conversation me and him had. Yeah, very, very cool. D. Rizzo. That's <laughs> kind of a cool nickname for him on uh, on uh, TSS and all that good stuff. Sportstuff.com, that is. Just kind of having fun in the upstreams and all that stuff. Uh, upstream.com. Good times. That was very, very fun, actually. It really was, and I appreciate uh, Farzine Vasugian also. I don't know if you're listening, Farzine. I hope you are. He actually texted me during the live conversation saying, you should pick the Vikings to win. And it's like, yeah, I know. you. It's the whole suck for luck thing. He wants us to continue to win so the Kansas City Chiefs can get behind. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's like, yeah, I could pick the Vikings. It's just, I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that, though. I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself and talking about stuff in, yeah, in kind of out of order here, and I shouldn't be doing that. So that's pretty much the gist with the Facebook page. Of course, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. It's also Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Good times indeed. Giving that a check here real quick. See if there was any mentions when I wasn't, if I wasn't paying attention the last two days. I don't believe there have been any uh, new mentions since um, the football game on Sunday. Just want to make sure really quick. Kind of, <laughs> kind of going as is. Um, while we're waiting for that to load, don't forget to join the message boards on the sportstuff.com. There's a button in the in the center of the front page of the website that says TSS Boards. Simply click on that, then click register, then get your screen name and sign up. Would be all terrific. Make sure it's a realistic screen name and not a jumbled bunch of hooey. <laughs> Forgive the goofy word. Uh, nope, no new mentions on Twitter. Dan Taylor and Matthew Deary, very, very... Uh, uh, active on Twitter, especially Dan Taylor. Appreciate him also very much. Oh, how, how can I not? Oh, always has really strong stuff to say. To say, those of you out there that post fairly frequently that haven't lately, I I miss you. Hope to hear from you more. Uh, Matt Emer, uh, Chris Tucker hasn't been posting as much as he used to. I'm sure you know it's busy. Whatever. Hope you're not mad at me or the show or anything. Um, <laughs> miss hearing from you, Chris Tucker. Always some great strong takes. Love hearing what you have to say. Uh, there's those of you out there, yep, Cedric Paulding, keep posting, you know, keep posting as much as you can, always terrific takes and nice conversation, love it also very much, um, before we get to Dylan Richardson, I'm going to give you out the phone lines again, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, it is a voicemail, do treat it as such, mention you're calling in for Purple Mafia, and you'll be on air, alright, well, with no further ado, we're going to finally get to the conversation, with the man, D. Rizzo, Dylan Richardson. 
are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 99, which is, of course, a reminder for all iPod users, along with other MP3 players, you know, the things that we like to use to listen to shows like this, Purple Mafia. And as mentioned, Dylan Richardson, kind enough to join me. That's right, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, the man who makes it all happen, Dylan Richardson, welcome aboard Purple Mafia at long last. And look out, Joey, you're letting a Bears fan on your program? Yep. People are going to be irate. They're going to be downright mad. In fact, they're going to be pissed until they have, until they hear what I have to say. They might actually be happy. That's the funny part. I think Bears fans are going to be happy, too, <laughs> one way or another, the way both of us are thinking coming into this one. Oh, my goodness. Man, mm. you know, just coming off of that loss against the Lions, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing: the Bears don't have to worry about is blocking, because they can't block anyone. Mm. Telling you they can't block anyone. It's time to draft a right and left tackle or something, because it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what way, you know, Cutler goes forward, back, sideways. He's getting hit. He's getting knocked around, and it's kind of hard to win, uh, you know, a, a football game with two players that play offense. You've got Cutler and you've got Forte, who's amassed for. Uh, I think it's over 50% of their total offense. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the story over here. I mean, Adrian Peterson is pretty much about 80% of the offense here, if not 95%, the way things have been going. Um, I guess guess it's all relative, huh, when it comes to the NFC North. You know, which is um, in in so many, you know, it's kind of good and it's kind of bad, you know. It is the best division in the in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean it just is. The Lions have just mm. come out of. You know, a lot of people think they've they've come out of nowhere, but this has been a long process with uh, with that team getting better. But you know, it's going to be hard to win games in this division, and like the Bears, who won the division last year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the NFC North won the Super Bowl, but it wasn't the Bears. Yeah, that's the thing. They were they were hosting the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry to bring back a a not so good memory. I mean, hosting the NFC Championship game instead, it was uh, unfortunately. Joe, the... do you want to talk about 1999? <laughs> uh huh. Uh, 98. That was a little bit worse. Yeah. That's that's what I meant. 98. 98. Yeah, that was a little bit more painful. Yeah. So yeah, no, definitely not trying to needle anybody. In that one. <laughs> I'm just playing around with you, anyways, Joe. Oh. You know. Oh, you know yes. how I how I roll. Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, yeah, I mean, obviously, in the past we've been together on the NFL East to West. For those of you listeners that may uh, be maybe new to the show, we've been on NFL East to West in the past, and we've had some we've had some good chemistry on that show as well. Good times. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like shucks. It's top heavy and bottom heavy in the NFC North, without a doubt. I mean, Detroit, the Detroit Lions are incredible. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Johnson is just out of his mind right now. Totally and completely out of his mind. And thank you, I did draft him for my fantasy football team. There you go. (laughs) And he's pretty much dug me out of a deep hole uh, for about the entire season so far. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, it's, you know, in a way, I kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's nice to see the division doing well. Yeah. It's just yeah. too bad the Peckers are in front. And no, I didn't mispronounce that. <laughs> Peckers are in front. And, you know, I, I don't mind the Lions as much, you know. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of our, uh, some of your hardcore fans are probably like, you know, F the Lions. You know, well, you know if it's going to be a team that's not, you know, one of our teams, then what the hey, the Lions haven't done crap and. 30 years. Well, the last time they made the playoffs was, what, 99 or somewhere around there. Yes, yeah, with Charlie Badger. Yeah, they're like 8-8 eight and eight record. <laughs> yeah, Rod- Rodney Pete and, and uh, 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 Sanders, you know, that was... Yeah, that was that, a good old days. Oh, sorry? Yeah, that was a... Just taking a big swig of my water there. Oh, no, that's cool. No, that's... A, <laughs> but, no, that's the good old days back to the early 90s when I started... Watching football, I was a semi late bloomer, about thirteen years of age, but ninety two. Yeah, Detroit. I mean, I, <laughs> I got the wrong impression of what the Detroit Lions really were. Uh, when you start watching football and say ninety two, it's like the Detroit Lions just 
had just uh, made it to the NFC title game in 91 against uh, Washington Redskins, and then they win the division in 93. It's like, oh, that's a pretty storied franchise, huh? Detroit Lions are pretty storied. <laughs> They're oh, yeah. tough. They're up in Green Bay is like, eh, you know, Chicago. Well, obviously I knew their story no matter what. Like, that's just a given. And uh, Minnesota is Minnesota. It's got its got its good years. It's got its bad years. But sustained playoff appearances. But, of course, the <laughs> You post-season. can actually say it's got, you know, <laughs> the Vikings have their first half, then they have their second half. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Literally. Like this season and in all time, basically. <laughs> all time. It's funny, though. It's like Detroit. Yeah, once Barry Sanders is gone, it was basically, <laughs> it was... Uh, Purgatory for football after that. It was basically like a ghost town for for football, really. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. Just for years. I mean, one bad draft pick after another. They took a wide receiver, what, three or four years in a row in, like, the top five or something? Here's what they did. It's three years in a row, their their first pick. Mm -hmm. I think started off with Mike Smith. Yeah. Who was um, for USC. Mm -hmm. And they took Roy Williams. Mm Mm-hmm. And then right after that, I think it was Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a gap in between any of that. And everyone was like, why are you taking all these, you know, now now Calvin Johnson is like, you know, he's a shit right now. Yeah. Six years later. But, you know, what's Roy Williams doing? He's, well, I think he's on the Bears, right? Yeah, unfortunately for him. <laughs> he's got mm-hmm. like three receptions in four games now. Yep, he's the Bernard Berrien. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh man, you know what? Bernard Berrien was a oh. good ball player for the Bears, but yeah. he hasn't been uh, crap anywhere else. No, he's been putrid. I mean, I've ripped him constantly on the air, just constantly on this show for the last three years Big. now. Mm-hmm. You got a problem with B twice? Yes. You got a problem with B twice, Joey? Yep. <laughs> well, he has been open the last four years, and he'd like us to watch video about it too. <laughs> I love that when he said that. I just I, I wanted to punch my monitor. I was so furious just watching him on was it StarTribune dot com, just mouthing off. Like, oh yeah, you want to come watch the video? Come watch it. It's like boom, right in the face, <laughs> right uh, in the kisser. Oh, so yeah. we we talked about the Lions. We talked about the Bears. Mm-hmm. Now let's kind of let's talk a little bit about your Minnesota Vikings. Yes, sir. The Vikings are. Well, at this point, it has been a, it's obviously been a tough season for the Vikings, and it's, uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, Donovan McNabb, of course, a Chicago native, getting to go back to Chicago. Obviously, he's been there before with the Eagles. Um, what is the deal with, <laughs> to me, it's like the defense has been good in the first half. Of course, they get tired out in the second half with the offense. Uh, getting nowhere. That's kind of been the story up until last week. Every time the Vikings play Arizona at home, it's basically like, uh, hey, here we go. Let's, let's, uh, it's like an energy drink. The only problem is how long do energy drinks last usually? <laughs> Was it four hour energy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally. There you go. Almost two and a half hour because the entire game would be about four hours, right? Yeah. You know, the best part about all that was. How horrible Brett Favre was last year. I mean, just horrible, right? He had a career game, career game last season, you know, versus every other game he's played in that illustrious career against the Cardinals last season. So it, it's it's like false optimism, obviously. Um, to be really optimistic coming into Soldier Field right now, regardless, I mean, the Bears are 2-3, and three, but... I still think they, they. I still think they have an outside shot of, of, of a wild card, possibly. I mean, it, the rest of the NFC isn't that scary to, to me outside of Green Bay and uh, Detroit right now. Look at Philadelphia. Look at Atlanta. You know, those are two teams a lot of people may have seen in the NFC title game. So, <laughs> to me, well, I go ahead. Really, the only thing that could happen is like the Lions rehire Matt Millen and everything goes to crap and mm-hmm. lose six in a row. But it is, it, man, it's is is every game in the division right now is really, really just it's is a must win. I mean, and like last night by the Bears losing that game, mm-hmm. not only do they you know drop an L in the loss column there, yeah. but they 
also drop almost an equivalent of, of two games. Well, yeah, actually two games, but also they can't win a tiebreaker, um, you know, outright. So, you know, it's just, it's going to be really tough. And right now, this is kind of, I'm sad to say it, but this is the, the game for the bottom dweller of this, this division right now. That's kind of the story. I mean, I, I have to say it. It's, it, it, it is the story. I mean, if Minnesota can go into Chicago and win, it'd be a very impressive win. Uh, morale boost for somebody. I definitely say the playoffs are beyond like unlikely. I think that would really kill the Bears' chances of making the postseason at two and four. Should the Vikings go into Soldier Field and win, but I don't know. Every time the Vikings go into Soldier Field, it's just like they freeze or something. I mean, obviously, a lot of the last few years they've gone into Soldier Field at the at a very cold time in the season with the quarterback that plays very poorly in the cold. And, of course, yeah, actually the Vikings had to play outdoors at home, too, last year due to uh, something else that happened. <laughs> uh, the snowstorm. The snowstorm, December 11th, the inside job on the Metrodome there. <laughs> so at least you guys don't have to worry about that this year because, you know, you're not going to have that cold weather game. I mean, it'll mm-hmm. be fairly cold, but it's not going to be ice, you know. Yeah. So, so you're gonna you're gonna have that going in your favor. Although McNabb, I don't think it really bothers him as a quarterback, but I don't know about maybe the defense or, or what. You know, it's kind of it's kind of shocking. It's almost like that division is almost turned upside down right now. But yeah, in a way, it it's kind of it's funny and it is kind of cool to watch. You know, a little mm-hmm. bit. I wish I wish you know it was Vikings Bears. You know, to the end, because, you know, I've got a few friends that are Vikings fan other than yourself there, Joey, that mm-hmm. give ribs to, you know, and, you know, we'll go back and forth about, you know, I, you know, oh, shoot. Since I'm kind of doing this on, on video, like last, last minute, I should have wore my t-shirt that I bought. <laughs> oh, what does it say? Vikings suck. Oh, look at you. No, it's a- <laughs> I, I bought that specifically for, uh. For my friend Jim, and mm-hmm. Jim Bauer, yeah. <laughs> I actually bought it because I was going to do a bet with him on one of these games, and have him wear it. You know, if the Vikings, you know, lose, I don't know what he would have had me do. Probably wear a 49ers jersey because that's like the worst thing you could ever do to me. Oh, that's your biggest <laughs> hate, huh? Good old Niners, even even in the Montana era. Oh yeah, Uh-oh. most because like in in the area that I live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everyone was a front runner. You oh know? yeah, yep. Forty nine er this, forty nine er that, and you know those bumper stickers. Everyone's wearing like Jack, you know, which is you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But here's the funny part: mm-hmm. when it all went to crap, mm-hmm. they all left. Yeah, I used to be able to count, like, if I went downtown, I could count probably almost damn near every car with a forty nine er bumper sticker. Mm, wow, <laughs> I don't see none now. Yeah, and that's funny. Very seldom why we see someone wearing a ball cap. Now that they're four and one, watch. watch. Yep, here, here comes the red. Right here, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. That's but, funny. You know, the Forty ers are probably about two games away from winning that division, and we're only a quarter of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because the NFC. Uh, NFC West has got to be the worst division in football. I mean, Seattle won it with a 7-9 and nine record last year. They pulled the impossible. They actually won a playoff game in Arizona, excuse me, Arizona, in uh, a very similar team in some ways, a team that, does, that scores a lot of points, New Orleans Saints. You know, it's funny how you mentioned how the 49ers, the whole frontrunner thing. You, you look on Yahoo Sports, trending now, guess, guess, would get, guess what's ranked number two right now in trends. I don't know, Peckers, Lions? <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah, that's pretty literally. crazy. Uh, yeah, literally. It's so, funny. Coming into this game, there's not really uh um, at least on the Bears side, I don't think there's a, uh, any, like, giant, giant injuries, you know, like uh, you know, Matt Forte's good to go and Cutler's good to go, and like, that's pretty much all we got on offense. And mm-hmm. on defense, you know, Lance Briggs is still missing the, the gap that he's supposed to shoot in to, you know, not let people run 80 damn yards down the field. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't think there's any problem with the safeties except for them letting the players get behind them and scoring on a 60-some-odd-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> Calvin Johnson doesn't make those 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 plays. He's the, you know, okay, it's, you know, uh, uh, first and goal from the five, throw it up, and he gets it. He doesn't make those 60-something-yard ones. Proved me wrong, right? And he mm-hmm. just threw away. Uh, I can't think. I wish that I knew his name. I call him Dreadlocks Boy. I know mm-hmm. that that, <laughs> that really narrows it down there. Yeah. In the secondary, but uh, Dreadlocks Boy could not make a tackle and was kind of like handled like a child. Get away! Get away! And so I'm really disturbed uh, with with the Bears' play. And you know what? Hey, this is. This is going to be a toss-up, man. I mean, it's really a flip a coin because if you think about it, mm-hmm. the Vikings are damn close to being undefeated. If you really think about it, if they could have held on, they let yeah. every game. Mm-hmm. They blew it every third and fourth quarter. I mean, if they were able to hold on, we we could have, you know, another undefeated or, you know, uh, they could be undefeated right now. It's that- to look at it that way if they could play four quarters and, and and like what i've seen with the bears they're almost in the same same boat like they gave away a lead and it was only three points but <laughs> i don't i don't know there's it's man toss a coin man that's very true i mean <laughs> that san diego game was completely in the vikings grasp i, I remember just the sweat building up like like fourth quarter couldn't believe it. I mean, we're beating. I picked the Vikings. Excuse me, I'm bound, talking really funky here, but I picked the Vikings. We know lose. what you're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's the good part. At least you're in the, at least, at least I'm in the ballpark. But it, I picked the Vikings to not win in San Diego on the road because it's just I figure San Diego's good. It's a, starting a kind of a new offense, all that stuff on the road. Very unlikely you're going to win a game like that, but at least you'll be competitive. But no, they're kicking butt in San Diego for a very extended period of time, and then it's, like, gone, totally gone, absolutely zero. And then, funny, San Diego's players are starting to run past our guys, just like you're saying about Chicago. Um, our defense got tired in that game. But then, up oh, the home game with Tampa Bay, just absolutely kicking their butt. We got this one. Oops, no, we don't got this one. Same exact story. Detroit, even deeper, even bigger lead. Same story again. It's just any, any one of those games would have been a huge morale boost for the Vikings. And should they have won all three? Think about think about it. It, it would have been unbelievable how different things would have been. Like I said in the episode, especially for Tampa Bay, I said this is a season-changing loss because it's one thing you blow a lead on the road against a pretty good team, but you blow a lead at home against a mediocre team, <laughs> that's a season-changing loss. You know, it, it was weird. Like, uh, since I'm out of market, I'll watch the Red Zone channel, which I love. But every it, it was like every week there, you know, the Vikings mm-hmm. lead by 20, and then you, then you see, like, the fourth quarter score, and it's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, they. they what happened? They, what happened? Like they they opened the wrong door or something, or they spun the wheel too much. Here we go. We're starting the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, are you serious? Because the best part was, it's like McNabb drops back to pass. It's low. McNabb drops back to pass. Overthrown. You know, McNabb drops back the pass, throws it away. Here we go. It's like either that or McNabb uh, drops back the pass and uh, hits him in the hands. Why didn't you yeah. catch? Oh yeah. Oh, that's Bernard Berrien. Yeah, and it's and it's always like, oh, it was a low pass. It was a low throw by McNabb, and even if it was low, and you need to they throw hit him the in ball. The hands. Yes. Yes. I know which one you're talking about. I've seen it. it yes. In the damn hands. Yeah, it's like the whole talk is you want to throw it to him in stride. He could catch it, and he gets a touchdown. But hey, be twice. Be yeah. twice. I'm going to sum up your season. <laughs> is it? Are Are you mad that all that 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 sums up your entire season right there? Be twice. Be twice. Be square. You know what I said on the last show? Be you know the whole be uh, be there or be square. 
Well, yeah. I want him to be square. You know what I mean? Because I don't want him to be there anymore. How about this one? <laughs> be catching the ball when it's fun. <laughs> I almost did it. <laughs> almost, <laughs> yes. Almost be a first step bump. <laughs> be catching the ball when it comes to you. <laughs> yeah, because the point I was leading up to is, sure, it might not be exactly the signature pass, you know, the whole lead lead the player the direction you want him to go, but you make a bleeping adjustment. Uh, Bernard, make an adjustment. <laughs> I almost made you do it. Huh? Yeah. I'm about ready to fly off the handle. Man, I was pissed last night. And, mm-hmm. and you know, watching the game, I don't, oh, man, this is another thing. It's a head-scratcher mm-hmm. coach, and we, brought, we wouldn't be talking about it, of course, if they made it. And then, of course, <laughs> we'll say, well, hindsight's 20-20. I don't mm-hmm. give a damn. You're on the 30 yard line. You got the best kicker in the NFL on the bench. You take your points. You mm-hmm. take your points. I don't care. It was fourth down and, and it was a pretty long yard. I about jumped out of my skin. And you know what? Guess, guess what? At the What's end that? of the game, when the Bears drove down on the Lions all the way down to whatever it was, like the two or three yard line, that actually would have been for something if you made that damn field goal. If you kicked the field. You even attempted the field goal. Yeah, the old, the yeah, it's the whole. They didn't attempt. They didn't even attempt. You know, they were just like, well, <laughs> you know, we're gonna we're gonna show you, Lions. I mean, you're undefeated and you're beating everyone, but you're not you're not better than us. So we're gonna shoot ourselves in the uh, shoot ourselves in the foot. Have you ever seen a shit bet? <laughs> 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 I don't know if you want to edit that or just let it roll, but it's a. Did you did you watch that, Joey? What's that? Uh that, the part first quarter of, of, of Monday night football. I couldn't. Bears I, I wanted to, but I was stuck Dude. in the second shift, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me put it this way. Yeah. Laundry on the field. Laundry on the field. Laundry on the field. <laughs> Laundry on the field. I, at one point on, on Twitter, which if you want to follow me is at D Y L A N Richardson. Uh, Yep, yeah, there we go. There's the shameless plug, plug there. There you go. Yep, yep, follow, follow, follow. <laughs> On Twitter there, I said, what is this, the Raiders playing the Raiders? What's going on? <laughs> the Raiders playing the Raiders? Because <laughs> it was like, uh, holding offense, uh, equal <laughs> hands to the face, defense, uh, illegal shift, offense. It just was going back and back and forward and back mm-hmm. and forward and back and forward. You know, at one point it was like first down and seven. I'm like, how'd that happen? <laughs> no discipline whatsoever. No, it wasn't first mm. down. I was just flying mm. off the handle. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look at the stats for the game, 14 penalties for Chicago, 12 for uh, Detroit. They were and, all, yeah. almost, almost all of them were in the first quarter. That's crazy. Offsides. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. It's, there I was... Mean, at least it wasn't at the end of the. At least it wasn't like at the end of the fourth quarter when the Vikings still could have saved their, their ass in the game. But <laughs> we've had a lot of those this year. You know, it was it was kind of funny. It was almost like they were, uh, like being a parent and trying to set the tone of the game in the, in the first mm-hmm. quarter, and then they just kind of, all right, we're gonna let you play now. Mm-hmm. Let's play, play. play some football. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was an entertaining game, even though, even though it was. Wasn't well. I guess it was close. You know, they they had to score to go up by more than one one score at the end of the game there. But um, yeah, just you know as well as I do, being a Viking fan, probably even more so than me, the head scratching moments. You you ever wonder if if they're not going to happen one season? You know, mm-hmm. it would be nice just once, wouldn't it? It's like, what are you? Uh, but, you know, and then, like, sometimes you want to blame the coach, but no. I mean, you can't you can't always blame the coach. No. It's like the penalties. The penalties, it seems like I kind of had a knee-jerk reaction to that on Leslie Flazier, uh, Frazier, Flazier, um, that basically that can come on him. And I think it can, but at the same time, not always. I mean, sometimes it's just the players don't get it. Sometimes you just there's not, not even the best coach in the world can get a player to like change his uh, bad habits. It is a crazy, crazy deal. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those games, man. It's gonna be one mm-hmm. of those games. I'm hoping that it's at least a good game. Mm-hmm. At least it, it, at least be it decided. You know, at least let it be a, a one score game. Either either way, honestly, because. I'm almost ready to, to pull a Farzine, who is the host of the Chiefs End Zone show. Mm-hmm. Chiefs Zone show. Chiefs Zone, yep. <laughs> I was going to say End Zone because it was End Zone for so long. But yeah. anyway, uh, his whole uh, Twitter hashtag, you know, suck for luck. It's almost like, mm, maybe. I mm-hmm. don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Which is kind of funny for, like, both of our teams. Yeah. Really in that market for luck, you know? Mm-hmm. But it kind of makes me want, oh, maybe, maybe not. Huh? But I don't know. This is this is like, this is going to be uh, the bottom dweller pole. I hate to say it, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Two good teams that can be good teams uh, that are basically going to be kind of playing the suck bowl, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's sad because it's like it could be so different so easy. That's what's that's where the frustration comes in for both of us at this point in time. It's the suck for luck bowl. <laughs> yeah. I I love that slogan. It, it's funny, you know, the whole suck for luck deal. It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. The funny part is, though, every, it seems like every time there's players that are touted like this to a, to a point where it's like, oh, my God, you have to get him, you have to get him, you have to get him, like, how many times does it turn out that they're really not that good? Gino <laughs> Toretta. Gino Toretta. Yeah, is a big Andre one. Andre Ware. Oh, which one? Oh, my God. Andre Ware, right? Oh, wow. Jamarcus Russell. Actually, that, that was just a Raider thing. Yeah, stupid. Yep, stupid Raiders again. <laughs> they do that so much, it's hilarious. Dummies. Dummies sometimes. But dummies, dummies, yep. Besides the point. Mm-hmm. It it happens way too much. Uh, Ryan Leaf, huge. That was a huge one. Tim Couch. Yeah. Like the list is huge. I played for three years. I retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was ridiculous. If I played for the Cleveland Browns, I'd want to retire too. Yeah, that team is not even close to being competitive like ever. It seems like I don't know. Maybe this year. I have no idea though. With them, it's uh, um. Achilles Smith is another huge one. Like, he wanted to be paid more than Donovan McNabb. He was taken third overall to Cincinnati, which is, of course, the kiss of death for all players that go to Cincinnati on the top three. (laughs) (laughs) ACL tears or whatever it happens, like Kajana Carter. But um, it's, you know, I'm scared to death of it. The blue, uh, what did I call it last year? I can't, blue chip busts. That's what I called it. It's just, there's so many of them at the quarterback position, and, you just pray to God you don't have a horrible, horrible season and all that stuff, and then you get this guy, and it's like, oh. <laughs> Here, here's what happens, though. If the Vikings do win this game or uh, lose this game, yeah. you're probably going to see uh, good old Christian Ponder make his uh, make his way out to the field uh, maybe a couple games sooner than you would otherwise, to be, to be honest. Um, they're probably gonna. They're, he's he's probably gonna play this season, mm-hmm. and especially he's gonna play this season if uh, you know there's not much going on. So in that kind of a sense, it's gonna be nice to see at least what you got, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna take a little bit of time for the guy, but uh, you know at least you'll know like the basic skill set of this guy and how he's adjusting to the to the speed change, which is dramatic. Ask Jamarcus Russell because he can yep. never quit. But yeah, sorry. Hmm? Yeah, because even in the preseason, like Christian Ponder's first, uh, you know, his first couple snaps were like, oh, uh oh, this guy's a little bit, this guy's a little bit too slow to go here. And then it was a nice. Uh, he the good part about Christian Ponder is you, you if you do put him in there, he does learn quickly. He he did it in college. He did it all preseason, and I could definitely see him doing that all. Uh, I, I could excuse me. I could definitely see him doing that over the course of a regular season. Um, the thing was, a lot of people were talking about how it's probably a bad idea to put him in, say, in shows Soldier Field, like debut him on the road in Soldier Field. That might be a really tough way to start a uh, kid's career. I was saying last week on the show, it's like I knew they weren't going to do it, but. 
what's the perfect way to build not only the quarterback's confidence but the fan base confidence in the quarterback and the future of the franchise when you put the quarterback in his debut game against one of the worst pass defenses in NFL history in the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be a nice way to kind of boost momentum, boost some type of something, boost some type of morale? Excuse me, that was the word I was trying to develop there. But um, I thought that would have been a decent idea. They didn't do it. McNabb actually, you know, he found a way to suck against Arizona. He found a way to suck, huh? Yeah, against Arizona, 47% completion percentage. Unbelievable. <laughs> there's there's nothing good about that past defense in Arizona. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. So the matchup, I, I don't know what the point spread is, who's, uh, who's favored. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could really favor anyone, but... Chicago. Joey, Joey, is that going to be your pick for for uh, the mafia here to hear for you from you? Oh, to say who's going to win? You mean who do you, who who do you got? For me, it has to be Chicago. A, the Vikings never win in Chicago uh, for whatever reason. McNabb can't even complete fifty percent of his passes against Arizona at home. Why the hell can I pick him to compete? Uh, excuse me, complete. Uh, Anything more than that against the Bears? Okay, sure, Matthew Stafford, 73%, quarterback rating of about 108. Um, oh, he threw an interception, though. <gasps> so I guess, <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing McNabb doesn't do is throw interceptions, but he's because he's so gosh darn, you fill in the blank. Uh, com- uh, what's the word? Complacent. He, he He's just kind of robotic or something. I, I don't know what it is. He's he's scared to make any type of, uh, any type of risk whatsoever. Uh, the way he talks is the way he plays. He's just kind of a robot, really. <laughs> he just <laughs> That's pretty much the way I see it. I can't really see McNabb going into Chicago, home city or not, obviously, uh, and dominating this team. Uh, there's one thing I can see where the Vikings could win the football game is the running game, of course. The running game, I mean, job at best, obviously, numbers bloated with that 88-yard run, but still... Still, to be as efficient as he was against the the Bears in other <clears throat> in other carries besides that one, he still was efficient in general throughout the game. So, yeah, the Vikings' only hope is Adrian Peterson in this football game. Yeah, and it's going to be you know pretty much the same thing on the other side of you know the field. There, it's going to be you know Matt Forte. What mm-hmm. can you do for me today, Mister Forte? Mm-hmm. Pretty much the offensive scheme because you, you're not going to be able to pass because you got Jared Allen coming off that edge, you know, and and plug in whoever the heck you want on the other side because that right tackle sucks too. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, yep. there's, they're going to be meeting in the middle, mm-hmm. which is what almost every team has done for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. which is so annoying, so annoying as a Bears fan to see that happen. But it's it's it it could be a really fun game for the Vikings, so I think actually I'm gonna crisscross you. Wow! Even though I'm wearing my Bears stuff, but I don't feel too good about them, and I <laughs> like Donovan McNabb, but gosh, I I just I don't see it happening for the Bears. I think this is the beginning of the end of uh, for this season, and. I don't know. Reevaluate, draft a wide receiver. Uh, I don't know. Fix that safety spot, which has yeah. been ever since Mike Brown has been having ten thousand injuries, and I don't know. Mm. It's it's frustrating, but I also love it. I <laughs> In love a way, it. I love it. You know, it, yeah. I, I I'm frustrated, and I may be mad, but I'm so glad the football's on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, see, I can relate to that with the O-line type of situation and the safety position. Uh, I guess, granted, our safeties are playing a little better this year. We have two young guys, Hussein Abdullah, Jamarcus Sanford, playing the positions. They're not great. They have learning curve issues going on, especially Sanford. But, um, no, and, and not Stafford. <laughs> Sorry. But, um, yeah, we, we have similar issues going on. I mean, the one thing I could see about this football game, like you were saying, 
a lot of it's going to pretty much depend on the running game on both sides. You know, old school smash mouth football, kind of, you know, kind of like the '80s with the Vikings and Bears in a way. Uh, I think the Bears had a little bit better running back than the Vikings back then, but just a little, just a, just just a hunch. Um, but this will be to me, yeah, it's going to be the running game. I mean, Forte played well, very well against Detroit. Adrian Peterson dominated Arizona. Um, clearly, it can be done for both uh, the running game. I'm kind of surprised. Just got to throw this in super quick. I'm kind of surprised you're not using Marion Barber a little bit more. He's been injured. That's that's pretty much the main thing. Okay. Oops. <laughs> no, not like bad injured. It's like, uh, you know, day-to-day type of injury. Oh, okay. Kind of the typical high-maintenance stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah, I was wondering. It's like, well, because last... He brought some of that cowboy with him. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, exactly, kind of the crybaby cowboy high-maintenance yeah, it seems like the Bears don't like to use the number two guy very much as a running back position because last year at Chester Taylor as well, pretty much not used very much. Oh, yeah, like on goal line situations, I'm yelling at the TV, why is Forte in there? Why? Get your big, you know, bruising back in there. Come on. Yeah, pretty much. Like, get somebody. <laughs> get Get, yeah, I mean, that, that was what Chester Taylor was meant to be. He was like a short yardage guy. Classic third down back. I, I got to think Barber is a definite goal line threat. He was that in Dallas for his whole career to this point. Uh, I, I can't imagine why he couldn't be in Chicago. Hmm. But uh, other than high maintenance stuff, I suppose, to this point. Um, the Vikings, yeah, I mean, we our, our running back is the whole the whole deal. He's the goal line. He's the... First down, he's he's everything. Obviously, Adrian Peterson. It all depends on him. Um, McNabb clearly can still run the football. Cutler, is it the beginning of the end for him? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's weird, you know, seeing like even the look in his eyes. Whoa! Sorry, that was a little bit loud. That's okay. Yeah, just technical difficulties. His eyes, it's kind of like a. It's almost like, is the guy caring or not? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. He's going to have to care if he wants to keep on being a bear. Yeah. And especially he's going to have to prove himself this this, this weekend. He's going to have to do that. Or else something, I don't know, something drastic's going to happen. Maybe the hanky, hanky, whatever that guy's name's going to come off the bench. I don't know. <laughs> And, oh, and I'm sure that you guys are going to be feeling the same way if the Vikings come out lackluster in that second quarter or in that uh, second half. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, you know what? You better do something. Do something. That's all we want our team to do is something. Something. It would be nice. I mean, that, that's the key. Both quarterbacks struggling. No real reason to think why they couldn't do well. The, the poor secondaries on both sides. Cutler played fairly well statistically against Detroit. Completed a lot of his passes, but mm, you know we'll see what happens there. He, he's obviously been mistake prone at times, <laughs> quite frequently. He's played very well against Minnesota, though, since he's been in Chicago for the most part. Um, even in uh, the '09 season. Uh, beat the Vikings in 09 in Soldier Field. I mean, even beat the 09 Vikings. So that's kind of why. I has, <laughs> I mean, that's it's like history repeats itself way too often in Soldier Field for Minnesota. That's a lot of why I'm sticking to it. Um, the Bears to this point, obviously struggling, but have been the better football team than the Vikings at least overall. I think to this point, believe it or not. I. Well, Purple Mafia mm-hmm. Nation, we need you to call into the call lines. Joey, do you remember the digits? Because I'm not remembering them right now. <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, we need you guys out there. Please do call in to the phone lines, 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Please do. Joey would love to hear from the Purple Mafia. Joey, mm-hmm. it's been fun. Thank you for letting me address the Purple Mafia, a new mafia 
oh, yeah. members there on Facebook. I love your posting there. Keep it up. Keep it up like this. Keep it up. <laughs> Anyways, I, I I really enjoyed this, uh, Joey. And I, mm-hmm. anytime you want to have me on, I am available. Absolutely, always great to have. I mean, it 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 will always be great to have Dylan Richardson on this show. <laughs> and can we, can we do a can we do an on air booking for Dylan Richardson for episode number one hundred? Ooh, that would be fun. I'll do it. Yeah. Would you like to? Yes, sir. Okay. I'd love to. There's your. He's not, huh? He's not, like, if you ever, you know, actually it would be good to do a little post-game thingy there. Yeah. That's... Not, I've got the music here, so if you ever start talking too much crap, I can do this. <laughs> I'll just drown you out if I don't want to hear it. That, that, yeah, you might have to. I mean, it depends on how things go. I think I'm, I think I might have to do the drowning, though, at some point, but... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so there's your there's your on-air confirmation, folks. Dylan Richardson, executive producer and creator of thesportstuff.com, will so, be a member. Nation, yep. you're, you're stuck with me next week. Mm-hmm. So be looking uh, forward or not forward to that. But mm-hmm. anyways, we're going to hit the road. Joey, thanks for having me. Yep, thank you very much for being a part. the Purple Mafia, only on thesportstuff.com. I hope you were recording that. Oh, yeah. Because when we hung up, mm-hmm. my May turned off. Uh-oh. No, no, that's cool. Like, oh, shite. Oh, shiza? Yeah. Shiza. I was like, shiza. I, I missed all the good part when I finally noticed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? It was oh. only like the last five minutes. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Here, I hit the stop recording button.